Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I am Sir Mac. And I am Kush. And we are Tales from the, the Kicks. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I timed you. I thought I timed it right, but I did not. I did not. It's like everybody on break. Everybody break on three. One, two, three. Break. Oh shit. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> well, that was that was a good intro. That was the intro. That was it. That was it. It's okay. Okay. It's a good day. Well, today's kicks mm-hmm. brings us to number two on the list. On two on the list. Number two on the list. It's crazy because that means we done what? Four, five episodes already. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. It's definitely, it's definitely wild. Yep. What episode is this? This twenty nine or thirty. Twenty nine? Twenty nine. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Yo chameleon is just just looking. He's staring at me. (laughs) 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 Number two on the list. That brings us to the easy three fifties. Yes. I brought out the turtle doves V1 and V2 zebras. I I just I just like the zebra print. The zebra print is beautiful. And the frostiness of the laces I mean, on the zebra one. The shoes are so damn white. It's like an abnormal white. Like it's mm-hmm. too fucking white. You really don't want to mess it up. Nah, I, I wouldn't either. That's why, like, when I have white shoes, I don't wear those motherfuckers unless the weather is beautiful and sunny. There ain't no mud puddles, no nothing. And I'm only wearing them to go out to dinner or something, like, some special little event or something like that. Yeah, you got to wear them on certain occasions. Mm-hmm. I will never. I get I get white too dirty too fast. That shit just, I can't do it. Damn. I know, I just can't do it. I mean... It's very sketchy to just wear them, right? Any 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 white shoe really is just mm. nah. Hell, nah. and then like people were brave for wearing them to school. Oh yeah, I couldn't do that shit. Well, people are still brave when they wear them to like clubs. Hell yeah, I'm like, but what? You're gonna wear them around drunk? And people? then it's crazy because a lot of club, like, what are you wearing to match the the shoes? Because a lot of clubs don't let you in with just a white t shirt. No, nah, you gotta go get a white button up. Mm-hmm. That shit is that just baffles me. It's do you crazy. since since we are talking about shoes, do you remember those shoes that had like the dry erase board texture? And like you could write on them and it was just like the dry erase dry erase board shoes? <laughs> nah, who made those? I don't remember, but I remember having a couple pairs of those. (laughs) That shit was crazy. I remember having those. And then the the Starburries. I remember in middle school, people were um, getting everybody to, like, you know how you go sign. Mm -hmm. Oh, the shirts and shit. The shirts. Yeah. Everybody was getting people to sign on their shoes. Oh, shit. (laughs) Damn, that's tough. That's tough. That's a good idea. That really is a good idea. (laughs) <laughs> or like if you just go buy a pair of Air Forces, yeah. Because I mean they're only like ninety, ninety or a hundred dollars. Then you have everybody sign that shit, and you don't even wear them. You just, you just keep it as like a memento. Damn, that's 
Oh, take me back, Jesus. Uh, damn. <laughs> well, let's move on to the pops that we have with us, which would be Chucky. The OG. And Oogie Boogie. Oogie Boogie from the Nightmare Before Christmas. Yes, sir. That's right. That's right. That is correct. I can't wait until you watch the movie. I know. Now I be. know. I need to. I just thought it out. It's a really dope movie and a really with a really good concept to it. I'm not. I'm not saying that it's not. Uh, I, I believe that let, it is. Just letting you know. Thank you. Thank you. I do believe that it's a good movie. I've heard. There's. I, I mean. There's. Fucking everything about it. Memes, songs, short stories. Like. I just haven't watched it. I need to though. You definitely should. I know. I feel I like know. it would be right up your alley. Really? Yeah. That's why I'm like, when the first time you said it, I was like, bro, you got to go watch it. I'm sure you could watch it on some, there's got to be like some, some, somewhere you could watch it, bro. Yeah. That's not, yeah, I'll probably try, I'll try and get down on it tonight or, well, yeah, I'm, I'm going to do that and then I'm going to watch the, I think it's the next episode or the final episode of The Last of Us. Yeah. I'm telling you, that show is, is so good. Really? It's not bad because it follows the game like really fucking well. Like uh, the new Resident Evil movie that tried to follow the game yeah. and it was just complete ass. Damn. Mm-mm. It ain't like this. It ain't like this at all. <clears throat> it's 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 so it's so similar. It's like mirroring the video game pretty much. Damn. And I played the game a couple times. I haven't really like binged it or like got down on it like that, but it's a pretty good fucking game. It's pretty, it's a pretty dope game. You know what? I need to download the, uh, the 007 one. I Go got that nine. one. I need to download it. That one is pretty dope. And then I downloaded UFC four too, because I've, I've had it before, but I don't know why. I, I think I just needed space. So I had went ahead and deleted it, but I re-downloaded it, and I'm I'm about to probably go ham on that for a little bit tonight. However, um, you can find a you can find the Nightmare Before Christmas on Disney Plus. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. I'm gonna have to check it out then. Yeah, I figured you might have that. I do have it. So. You have nightmare before Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. That's fine. I'll watch it tonight. <laughs> After the episode of Last of Us. All righty. All right. Sounds good. It is. <laughs> well, you already told me weekend plans. Hopefully you have good weekend plans. Me? No, the listeners. Oh, yeah, that's true. Well, when is it going to come out? Like on a Monday? I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) I just hope that whenever you hear this, you You have a good weekend. (laughs) Either you had a good weekend or Or you're going to have a good weekend. You know, you could take it either way. Even if it is a Monday, we hope you have a good weekend. And if it is, even if it's a Monday, like again, like like I was, how about damn, how, how about this? Thank you. <laughs> how about this? <laughs> I hope every weekend is, is a, a good, good weekend. weekend. <laughs> Fuck, I don't know why that that was hard. 
That was hard to explain, and I don't know why. That shit hurt my head. I was like, fuck. You started red. <laughs> I am. I was. I was like, no, calm down. Ah, dang. Smoke started coming out and everything. Well, I was like, I was malfunctioning. You stressing me out. I got to hit my vape. T- <laughs> <laughs> Fucked around and had a real life glitch. <laughs> oh, man. Fuck. So, yeah. These are the kicks and these are the pops. Really love these Yeezys. I have not worn them just because I don't want to. True. Like I've thought about putting them on a couple of times, but I'm like, these mm. these are these are so fucking special. Like these are like some of the grills of Yeezys. Like as far as the colorways go, the zebras and the turtle doves are like one of the most sought after colorways. Have you ever been to a sneaker con? No. They Every help. time I find out about it, it's like, it's already going to happen. And I was like, well, I already got plans. So I think there's one coming up. It already It's either today or it already happened. Really? Yeah. No, it was last week. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like, by the time you find out about mm-hmm. it, it's already either happened or it's like the very next day. And it's just like, well, I didn't plan for that one. I mean, there's not really a lot of, like, push for it either. Like, is it, there's not a lot of commercials well, for you it. Have to, well, you have to follow SneakerCon to know. Because SneakerCon is its own entity, so you have to follow SneakerCon closely to really know. You're not wrong. But I still, though, they should, like... Everybody else pushes out ads on like Facebook and Instagram. And that's the thing that they're so big that they don't really have to. Damn. Yeah, but still though. Because like, it's a cult following. Like, motherfuckers is going to follow them. Because that's yeah. how a lot of people get some of their kicks and then they could just go and buy that, go there and buy in bulk versus having to do a deal with somebody else. You know what I mean? Would you take any of your shoes? Mm, maybe some of them that I just feel like I'm just not gonna wear them. Mm-hmm. I have sold a couple of pairs that are like I, I either won or got, and then after I'm looking at them, I'm like, I'm not gonna wear this. Mm-hmm. So then I just sell it. That's fair. Do you sell it for retail or do you like add a couple dollars to it? Add a, a few dollars. I mean, it's not nothing crazy. I I really be trying to hook up. Whoever, like my nephew and my mm-hmm. um, my brother, okay, because they we wear the same sizes, so I just trying to hook them up. Yeah. I took my nephews a bunch of shoes because I bought a mystery box, but the mystery box was like nothing I really wanted. Oh shit, that, <laughs> that sucks. That <laughs> sucks. So I was like, well, fuck it. But it was like a cheap mystery box. It was like a hundred dollars. It was like one twenty or some shit. I was like, just trying my luck. Yeah, see what they had. It was like some SB Blazers, Lowe's, and some some type of Air Maxes. True. So I was like, fuck it, y'all can, y'all can grab these. Where do you buy the mystery boxes at? <clears throat> it's all types of different companies. I think I got that one from the Network. From where? Network. It's a, a app called Network. Oh, okay. It's a, it's a dope-ass app. For real? I don't yeah. think I have that one. I mean, I have so many fucking apps on my phone. I bet, dude. I bet you have all the fucking shit you need. It's fun. Fun searching. 
Fun fun switching. But yeah, Easy Day was a blessing for me. Yeah, no, I like them. I like the I like the the real real white and black ones. Zebra. And then I like the other ones too. Turtle Dove. Yeah. I like the colors on them. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Zebras. Turtle Dove. <laughs> mm. Thank you. Thank you very much. These are like the most important Yeezys. I can see it. I could definitely see it. I did trade one pair of Yeezys and I was like, fuck, I should have kept those. Just because the lace lock system on it was different from all the other ones. Mm-hmm. And I was like, fuck, I thought they were going to change them all to that, but they didn't. They only changed those and I was fairly disappointed. I need to buy some. I've been wanting to fucking buy some Yeezys. Yeah, check them out. Definitely check them out because the prices is always fluctuating on them. And now you can't really get them from the store, so you just catch them when they're at a low price and mm-hmm. go for it. I'm going to have to. I'm definitely going to have to. And then, um, I don't know. Like, every time I order, every time I, like, enter into one of the... Raffles? This, yeah, like, I, I never fucking win, dude. You have to... It takes a while if you don't catch on in the very beginning. It takes a while for you to start winning. But if you look at it as a game, you just keep spinning. Just keep spinning. Just That's why I look at it as like a fucking gamble because you don't know if you're going to get it or not. Mm-hmm. So. This is true. Oh, speaking of, mm, I want to go to the casino. I don't. I know you don't. It's okay. It'll be alright. Got this. Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Not going to the fucking casino. Uh. Well, have you ever seen the movie Scream? Yeah, I've seen all of them. Did you know it was based on a true story? Kinda, yeah. But I don't know. I don't. I don't know like how much it's based on. Well, I can't say it's loosely based. Okay, what do you mean loosely? Like it's it's. Well, for all who have seen the movie, mm-hmm. knows it's a slasher movie, and they do know that. He went around killing mainly at night, stalking. But the real story, oh boy, it's a whole nother ball game of horror. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I don't like this. I don't like it. I don't like it already. I don't like when you talk like that. <laughs> it's another episode of horrors, not horrors, horrors. <clears throat> stage with the O with two R's in between the other O. Okay. That was good. <laughs> it took me a minute. It took me a minute, but all right. All right. I was like, yeah, yeah. You can't forget that. <laughs> well, this serial killer, mm-hmm. he went by the Gainesville Reaper. The Gainesville Reaper. Sounds like a jalapeno. 
<laughs> hmm. Well, let me jump into this tale and tell you all about this guy. Do tell. Do tell. The tale. Everybody hold on because this might take me a minute. We ready for it. <sighs> Gainesville, Florida, August 1990. A killer was on the loose and was brutally murdering his victims, killing five college students in just four days. Damn. Leaving the town in total fear. Man, was busy. Shreveport, Louisiana. Danny Rawlings' father was a policeman, but he didn't set a good foundation for him. He would often tell Danny that he was a mistake. Oh, shit. <laughs> His father would often beat him for almost anything he did. Oh, fuck. If he breathed wrong, Danny would be punished. Damn. All throughout his childhood, Danny's father would tell him that he was worthless and that he would never amount to anything. What a dick. Danny's mother tried to protect him and his younger brother. On several occasions, Danny's mother's left the house and took the boys with her hell yeah bless her heart she tried to stay gone for as long as she could but eventually she would end up back with danny's father danny's mother was struggling with a mental disability and only could do so much and was often gone to get help as a young boy danny would run off into the woods to escape the abuse from his father Sometimes he would be seen wandering around in the neighborhood at night. And at night, he would look through the window and see other families having dinner together and enjoying themselves. <laughs> Danny was always wondering why he couldn't have that. As time goes on and he progresses into a teenager, he still spends time alone in the woods and still looking into other families' homes. Oh, shit. But now, his peaking has turned sexually motivated. Danny got caught several times peeping through young girls' windows. His reputation was now a peeping Tom. Mm -mm. Danny was only about 14 at this time. Oh. This led to a downward spiral of, life, of a life of crime. 1971. The 70s. At the age of 16, he started drinking alcohol. Danny had a fight with his father while he was drunk. This led to him being locked up in a juvenile center for two weeks. Damn. Trying to escape the abuse from home, Danny dropped out of high school to join the Air Force. Hmm. When he first joined, he thrived, but his drinking led him to the substance led him to substance abuse, and he was subsequently kicked out because of his bad habit just after a year's service. Damn, that sucks. Sending him back home to the house he desperately tried to escape. Upon returning, he attempted. To turn his life around. Joining a Pentecostal church. 
This is where he met a young woman. In 1974, Danny, at the age of 20, married her. The next year, the couple had a daughter. Danny, now married, seemed to be living a normal life and was very religious. He seemed to understand the ongoing battles between good and bad. However, he still had a drinking problem and he was still struggling with keeping a steady job. After three years of marriage, his wife asked for a divorce in 1977. This left Danny completely devastated by his wife's rejection. Soon after his wife had left him, Danny had an incident at the bakery he was working at. While using a bread slicer, he cut a piece of his finger off. Oh, shit. This hit Danny into more of an anger state. He then stole his father's gun and went on a robbery spree. Damn. Across Mississippi, Alabama, and Georgia. He was soon caught and sent to prison. In 1989, after spending eight years in prison for the robberies, he was back in his father's home at the age of 35. He found work in his hometown of Shreveport, Louisiana at a local restaurant. He was soon fired because he didn't show up for a shift. Danny claimed that the manager changed the schedule and didn't notify him. Danny had an outburst with the manager over him being fired. At this point, it was evident that Danny's rage had, was taking over him. This could also stem from the, all of the disappointments and letdowns that he has been dealing with up to this point. Danny had grown infatuated with a young woman who worked at a department store. It was very evident that Danny wanted her and he was stalking her. On the very night Danny was fired, he goes to the young woman's house, whose name is Julie. As he watched through the windows, he sees Julie's father, Tom, and his grandson. He watches as they enjoy themselves and have a good time. He finds himself wondering yet again, why his family couldn't be like this. After watching, after watching the family for some time, he goes around the back of the house to find the back door unlocked. Then he let himself in and attacked the whole family. The whole why? He killed the father, Tom, and the grandson. And he raped and killed Julie. What the fuck? Afterwards, he cleaned her clothes and the washing machine and posed her body provocatively. What the fuck? The stab wound was so deep in the grandchild that the knife went through the body and was stuck in the ground. After the murders, Rollins fled. The bodies weren't found for two days once the neighbor came to check on the family. Danny now had a secret that nobody else knew. This was the first time Danny actually succeeded at doing something 
This gave him a sense of control over his life. Six months later, Danny was back at his father's house. On this day, they were arguing yet again. This time, things got out of hand and Danny's father shot at him six times, but missing each time. Danny then went to the garage and got a gun and returned to the house and shot his father twice. Once in the head, second time in the chest area. Danny left the house thinking his father was dead. Danny's father wasn't dead. <laughs> Fuck. However, he did lose one eye and an ear. He got shot in the head and didn't die? That's yeah. badass. That's I mean, he's a shitty person, but... That's, that's okay. All right. But now that you said that, it uh, is weird. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah. He probably shot him we'll, in the eye. We'll, we'll discuss it a little okay. later. Okay. <laughs> this time, Danny left Shreveport, Louisiana for good. He was now 36 years old. He was now 36 years old and headed to Gainesville, Florida. On his way to Gainesville, he made a stop in Tallahassee. Upon reaching Tallahassee, he made a stop by a nearby surplus store and purchased a K-Bar knife. This is a type of military knife. Mm -hmm. He then went into the woods and set up a camp. His campsite in the woods was only yards away from off-campus college dorm. His campsite was in the woods only yards away from off-campus dorms. Only seven to five yards away from the housing complex. August 23rd, 1990. Two new roommates were preparing for the upcoming school season at Florida State University. At ages 17 and 18, the two roommates were having a good time while preparing for the upcoming school season. Little did they know that even though they were home, they had caught the attention of Danny. Oh. Danny had been stalking the two young girls. He watched He watched them through the night as they were having a good time and enjoying themselves. He could see that they were excited. He waited until late at night and then made his move. Using his tools, he brought along with them a K-bar knife and a screwdriver. He used the screwdriver to break open the back sliding door. It was common for these types of houses to have. Upon entering the house, he found Christina downstairs asleep on the couch. He found Sonia upstairs in bed asleep. Deciding that he wanted Christina, he headed upstairs first and let Christina sleep on the couch. He went into Sonia's room and duct taped her mouth shut so she couldn't scream and wake up Christina. He then stabbed her until he killed her. 
Did he, he would turn back downstairs and proceed to Christina. When he reached Christina, he duct taped her mouth, then duct taped her hands behind her back. He then proceeded to cut her clothes off with his knife, then rape her with the knife to her neck. After that, he turned her over on her face and stabbed her five times in the back, killing her. Then after he's done, he washes their clothes and poses the bodies once again as he did in the first murder. The very next day, Danny broke into the home of his next victim, 18-year-old Crystal. She was a college student also. As with the second murders, he broke into the back sliding door. However, this time, Crystal was not home. This did not deter Danny, as he decided he would just wait until she returned. Crystal didn't return home until around 11 a.m. Little did she know an intruder was waiting for her inside her own home. The murder was almost the same as the first. He strangled her, then he tied her hands and gagged her. Then proceeded to cut her clothes off once again with a knife and raped her. And then when he's done, he kills her by stabbing her, then washing her clothes in the washing machine. After he's done, he poses the body in a prerogative manner, then mutilates the head and poses the head to view the mutilated body. Many people, many people knew that Danny would say that Chris, <sighs> edit, many people that knew Danny would say that Crystal had a very close resemblance to his ex-wife. Oh, shit. Some people who have studied the case believe that this murder was out of pure rage for his ex-wife. This murder was one of the most brutal of all of his murders. The college town went on as normal without the city knowing there was a serial killer on the loose. Three days later, the parents of Christina and Sonia were growing concerned because they were unable to reach their daughters. On August 26, three days after the first murders at 4 p.m., officers entered the home of Christina and Sonia, where they find the gruesome scene. An hour later, a concern for Crystal was rising because she hadn't showed up for work. She was a liable worker and she worked at the sheriff's office. Being known for always being on time and not missing any shifts, concerned officers went to her home to see what was going on. Upon arrival, the officers discovered the horrific scene the city was now learning that they had a serial killer on their hands. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. The town quickly went from a buzzing college city to everyone hiding away behind closed locked doors. But for Danny, he was just getting started. The same day that his victim's bodies were discovered, he broke in another house. 
He broke into the home of 23-year-old Tracy. Tracy had a roommate named Manuel. And although Danny had been watching her, he did not know that Tracy had a male roommate. Oh, shit. Not noticing the other roommate, Danny used his usual plan of attack. But this time, after entering, he was greeted by the presence of Manuel, who was sleeping at the time. Danny struck Manuel with his knife. This woke Manny up. Well, yeah, I would fucking expect it to. <laughs> and he started to fight Danny. The fight caught the attention of Tracy, who then started heading towards Manuel to see the two fighting. Scared, she ran back to her room and locked the door. Why would run out of the house? Danny ended up killing Manuel and headed for Tracy's room. Danny quite literally tore the door off and entered Tracy's room. Then, as in other murders, he bound her with duct tape and cut her clothes off and raped her. Then once again, he turned her over on her face, stabbed her in her back three times, killing her. He proceeds to wash her clothes in the washer and pose her body in a provocative manner. Up to this point, all police could gather was that the victims shared some of the same features, which included brunette hair, a petite build, and young age. Detectives knew that it had to be the same killer because of the similarities in the murders. The same day the city found out that there was a serial killer on the loose, Danny had decided to rob a first union bank. That sounds like a like a big bank. Yeah. The next day on August 28th, the bodies of Tracy and Manuel Manuel were discovered. Following that incident, two officers seeing two men acting suspiciously, the officers decided that they would follow them into the woods where they came up on a campsite. One of those men was in fact Danny. The other man happened to be a drug dealer friend of his. <laughs> Danny seen the officers moving in on them. And when he got a chance, he got out of there as quick as he could without saying anything to his friend. <laughs> he took the fuck off. <laughs> when the officers did approach the campsite, they found money with a pinkish tint on it. What the fuck? Oh, ink packs. Or blood. I don't know. Thinking that this money might be linked to the bank robbery, they apprehended the friend. They also found a handgun that matched the description of the gun used in the bank robbery. Among other items, there was pubic hair. What the fuck? A pair of trousers. And a ski mask. At the time, the police didn't make the connection to the murders, but they did bag up the evidence, which would be which would prove to be useful later on. 
on August 30th, 1990, with the town in total shambles over the killings and public outrage for justice, the police felt an obligation to provide answers. They arrested 19-year-old college student named Edward Humphreys. He suffered from mental health issues and was only a freshman in college. The police thought he was a good suspect because he lived in the same apartment complex as the last two victims. And he had been very aggressive towards other students. The day he got arrested, he had been arguing with his grandmother and hit her. Oh, shit. Edward's grandmother did not want to press charges, but that meant he would be released. So police didn't want to lose their prime suspect, so the state picked up the charges. His bail was set at $1 million. Knowing that he wouldn't be able to pay it, the police knew they had some time, and they took DNA samples from him to compare to the evidence from the crime scene. Although state police and local police believed that they had their guy, FBI detectives did not believe that they had the right man. During this time, Danny was still on the run and had stolen a car and drove it down to Tampa. After stealing the car, he committed three robberies, one at a convenience store on September 2nd, Five days later, he attempts to rob another store, a supermarket. This time, he takes the manager hostage and makes his demands for money. But other people are around and notice what was going on. The police were called. This time, Danny has no way out and surrenders to the authorities. He was taken into custody and awaiting trial for the robbery. However, in Gainesville, police had hit a dead end. Because DNA evidence proved that their, that their number one suspect, Edward, was not guilty of the murders or the robbery. While Edwards was locked up, the Gainesville community had a sense of relief, believing that their killer was locked up. However, after the release of Edwards, the community was back to his safeguarded ways because they believed the killer was still out there on the loose. The serial number on the gun that was used in the robbery was registered to a man who lived three hours away from Gainesville. Police decided to track down the man and ask him some questions. Upon finding him, they asked him about the gun and he said he had sold it the police then asked him if they could get any a description or anything that would help them identify the man he had sold the gun to. The man said that he sold to he sold the gun to a person who was missing a finger. What the fuck? The detectives reported this to the task force. One of the officers had a quick outburst upon hearing this information because he recalled evidence from one of the crime scenes where there was a paper, and on one side, it had an imprint of a hand, but the hand was missing a finger. 
motherfucker, we got him. At this point, the detective put together that the robber was also the murderer. After making this discovery, officers went back to the campsite to see if there was more evidence they could collect. With all the evidence that was collected, DNA from each of his victims were found on various items inside of his tent. Mm, Get his ass. The most damning evidence of all were the tapes he had recorded on. He had recorded tapes? Oh yeah, you done. You done, son. Well, he recorded uh, voice tapes of himself leaving recordings. Yeah, no, he's done. With all of this evidence, yet no suspect, the police used a different method to try and catch the killer. Thinking that he had either fled Florida or had been locked up on a different charge, they decided that they were going to test all inmates. Oh, fuck. That were arrested between a two to three month window. So for anyone who had been arrested between the two to three months that they set, would have their DNA tested and compared to evidence. Since Danny was indeed arrested between that time, and was in jail awaiting trial for the robbery he would have to he would have to have his dna tested with him also missing part of his finger detectives felt like they just might have the right guy damn when the dna evidence came back they found it was a match in january 1991 danny became the prime suspect in the murder when they brought Danny in for questioning, it was evident that his anxiety was high. Detectives reported that Danny was tapping his leg, picking lint off his pants, and fidgeting with his fingers. The detectives offered to show Danny pictures of the crime scene to be sure he knew what they were talking about. Once they put the pictures in Danny's face, he turned his head and said he did not want to see that. On September 18, 1991, Danny was convicted on three counts of armed robbery and two counts of aggravated assault on a law enforcement officer. He was sentenced to life in prison. Two months later in November, he was indicted for the five murders in Gainesville. I was about to say, damn, he got he got life for, for robbery? Yeah. That's kind of, that's kind of excessive. I mean, granted, I know he's the killer and shit, but life for some robbery shit? Like, come on now. He initially pled not guilty to all five accounts of murder. And he does not confess anything right away. And when he does start to confess, he does through a fellow inmate who relays what Danny tells him. What the fuck? (laughs) So he's a snitch? He's like an informant? Who? The the guy that Danny's talking to? Um, I mean, he was known as that, but Danny literally commissioned him to relay the message. Oh, okay. So he was like the messenger. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Why? That's I, I don't have I, I don't I don't have to answer to that question. That's so crazy. Go ahead. 
When some of the horrific details about his murders came out, Danny finally decided to speak for himself. When Danny starts to confess almost right away, he blames his crime on personality disorder. He blames his crimes on a personality disorder. No, I can't say that. Stating that he had always dealt with two different personalities, one being kind of like a Jesse James type of character <laughs> who wasn't really bad, the other being re- a really evil person. Damn. Being named Gemini. Gemini. Okay. His trial was set for February 15, 1994. On opening day of trial, prosecutors believed Danny would plead insanity. However, <laughs> everyone was in for a surprise. When Danny got to the court, he took the stand and he confessed. Oh, shit. The whole courtroom was in total shock. Even some of the victims' families were questioning what just happened. Danny had to change his not Danny had to change his not guilty to guilty on all five accounts. Three counts of sexual sexual battery and three counts of armed burglary. Damn. On March twenty fourth, all twelve jurors unanimous, unanimously voted. For him to receive the death penalty. Oh shit. They were serious. He was immediately sent to Florida. He was immediately sent to a Florida penitentiary. Then his legal team started putting in appeals that lasted for the next 12 years. Damn. Danny and his legal team. Danny and his legal team hoped for him not to be executed, but each appeal was turned down. The day before his execution, Danny's last appeal had been turned down. That night, Danny wrote his last confession. He confessed to the 1989 murders in Shreveport, stating that him and him alone was guilty of taking those lives. On October 25th, 2006, Danny was executed by lethal injection at a Florida penitentiary. Damn. Good. Yeah. I'm, I'm, what, okay, so, hold on. Hold the <laughs> fuck on, because there was a part in there that I wanted to talk about. Um, Obviously, so five years for life for robbery is fucking insane. I mean, when I was when I was watching the documentary, I was like, damn. Like, really? Like, I don't I mean, I could understand like 20 years, but there's not even there's not. But even, you know, you know what <clears throat> we are talking about? What is this? Uh, the early 90s, um, late 80s, early 90s era. He I guess I don't know what he did exactly to the officer, but I do know that they don't play that shit when you touch an mm-hmm. officer or do anything to an officer. So that might have little tipped it over the little yeah, edge. Yeah, that's yeah. Because you already did two robberies, and then on the last one you was holding somebody hostage. Well, yeah, that's true. That's true. that is true. So it does You're seem like wrong, you're kind of like a 
you you definitely seem like and a then bitch. and then as the defense team like what appeals are you fucking doing like he confessed like at that point well they were just appealing so he wouldn't get the death penalty no fuck that i mean but i'm saying like how how as a defense team do you continue to defend him like how do you defend somebody that openly admits to these murders and what he did to these girls well that's another thing and we'll get into that because he kept claiming that he was possessed why did did he claim that in court like was that like i feel like if he would have did yes. that he probably would have tried to so they didn't get well, every insanity? that's that's why everybody said that he was going to plead insanity Everybody thought mm. he was going to plead insanity, but then he just walked in there and confessed, and there's nothing you can do after that. Like, yep, it was me. There's nothing you can do after that. Once you walk into court and say, yep, it was me. That's it. That's it. That's fucking it. I mean, the jury doesn't even have... The jury can go and make the decision and still make it home to watch the 10 o'clock news. I mean, they really don't have much of the decision. They just have to vote on mm-hmm. whether you should or shouldn't get the death penalty at that point. You already confessed. You so, already told the jury what they needed to hear. When he got the death penalty, was did he have to serve like a certain amount of time before he got the death penalty? Or did they like send him to fucking prison and then like within like the next month or two they were killing him? No, they didn't um they didn't kill him until two thousand six. Oh, that's right, yeah, that's right. So he did have to serve some type of time. That's good. Twelve years of appeals. Yeah, I know. That's why that's, that's he was in prison at that time, and it and it clicked. That's why I was like running through it. Oh, okay. But still, though, you think like he, they should have waited, they should have gave made him live like twenty five more years, like twenty five years in prison, and then killed him. No. Why not? Because you got to think everybody within that situation has is gonna want to see justice, you know. So oh, to know true. that that person is still because even twelve years is kind of like long for. Somebody that you're gonna kill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I can. I can see your point of view. And so on. that. So they're thinking like my loved one is dead, and this motherfucker is just in a cage rotting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I get it. I understand. What do you mean he was possessed though? Like, what do you? What do you like? What do you? I don't. I don't like that little little smirk you got. <laughs> this is one of them ones. When we were talking about this, this this is basically one of the ones that uh we're gonna be talking about and like you just gonna have to go home and watch cartoons. Yeah. So what I wanted to do is I wanted everybody to know the know the story, know the facts, mm-hmm. know what's concrete out there, you know? And um I am a par believe I do believe in the paranormal world. And, same. Um, Very same. I do believe that somebody could be cursed or possessed there's all types of things out there in this world and uh i'd say don't be closed-minded but in this part we are going to be talking about paranormal i can i can believe that people are possessed because and i just want to give a break just a forewarning just in case anybody that doesn't want mm-hmm. to hear this part i mean it's been real peace um <laughs> I'm, but we are going to start talking about that i'll just want to make everybody aware before they continue like, to listen yeah listeners discretion yeah i don't want to just throw you all the way off your game and you just be like, uh, you're like oh uh, fuck where did so this come from if you want to go ahead and pause it you already heard the case you want to yeah. pause it wait till later you don't want to hear this one you just wait to the next one i don't know but um i'm gonna go ahead and pause it then and go ahead head what? out <laughs> <laughs> 
No, nah, but like like I was saying, like I, I truly do believe people can be possessed because like if you look at some of the shit that people have done, you got like you think like there's no fucking way like a human like a human mind can even come up with something this dis dis fucking disturbing. Well, I'm gonna get back into it and um, we're gonna talk about some of this. Go ahead, I'm ready. During an event. During and even after the trial and mm-hmm. sentencing, Danny continuously claimed to be possessed by the devil. Oh, fuck. He <laughs> called Gemini. He didn't even go for a fucking demon or anything. <laughs> That's the devil. Hey, go hard or go home, I guess. He called him Gemini. Gemini. Now, you remember earlier, he said he had split mm-hmm. personalities. And one of them being named. Gemini. Gemini, While incarcerated, he drew disturbing pictures. Some had demonic-like figures portraying images from some of the crime scenes. Others were just demonic in nature, having weird-looking creatures. While he was locked up, he reached out to Sandra Lawson. Sandra Lawson? Why does that that name sound familiar? Mm Mm-hmm. The two started communicating because Danny wanted her to write his story. The two of them continued communicating through mail, and she began helping write his book. The name of the book is Beyond the Making of a Serial Killer. The relationship between the two eventually led to them being engaged prior to his death. Chandra says that she would often challenge his religious stance, asking him about his religion and the lack he showed for it when mm-hmm. he was taking lives. Danny said he was possessed. Danny's father also, Danny's father's abuse was also well known. But one incident stood out. On a hot 100 degree day, Danny's father handcuffed him to a pole outside. His aunt seen it and reported it to the police chief at the time. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. But when she made the call, he said that Danny's father was an outstanding officer and wouldn't do anything to embarrass him. What the fuck? Yeah. (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) Recently, Steve Shippey and Cindy Kaza did an investigation into Danny's claims of being possessed. They returned to the woods that Danny camped at. Steve, who was a well-known paranormal, well-known in the paranormal field, was asking questions on an MVP recorder to see if he could get any communication from Danny. Steve asked a series of questions, one being, is this where you would used to camp? When he plays back the recording after all of the questions, there is no response. Except for when he asks, is this where you used to camp? He heard a voice say, yes. (gasps) No! Cindy, being a well-known psychic medium, was picking up on a feeling that led her to believe that whatever Danny was dealing with came from his father. Oh, shit. They moved to the location of the first set of murders where they asked more questions. 
Cindy started to give details about how Danny was how Danny was feeling and why he positioned the bodies the way he did. When she began explaining that it was what was going on, after every sentence, there was a big spike on the EMS detector. An EMS detector measures the electricity in the area where the device is. Sydney said that he had positioned the bodies in that manner because when it came to sex, he was inadequate. She said his inadequacy was embarrassing to him and he was insecure about that, which probably made him even more frustrated. With each sentence, the EMS detector would beat as it was reaching its maximum level on the device. Cindy felt as though before the murders took place, something would overcome Danny. It was almost as Danny wasn't his self. Sandra says that at some point, Danny was searching for help and turned to what he called Gemini. Danny believed that Gemini would help him get revenge on everything that hurt Danny. Cindy and Steve sat down to talk with the Catholic demonologist. When the demonologist was speaking about what the demon would have wanted and how it would have fed uh, and how it would have fed on the fear of the city, a light suddenly went out behind him. They continued the conversation and he spoke on it being a generational curse. He revealed that Danny's grandfather killed his grandmother. Oh, shit. So, like, it was like a, a family curse? Yeah. Okay. One night, when Danny's father was young, he was sitting at the dinner table. His father got up, grabbed a butcher knife, and cut his mother's head off. What the fuck? At the dinner table. Damn. After speaking with the demonologist, they decided to go to Danny's childhood home to investigate further to see if they could reach Danny in the spirit realm. Upon arriving and taking a tour of the house while speaking to the homeowner, the homeowner shared that she bought the house from Danny's dad. In the house, they still had some of the family's belongings. Mm, bad idea. And none of the house had been modified. During the tour, she showed Steve one of the bullet holes that happened on the day Danny shot his dad. She also said that she believed her house was haunted because of the paranormal activity she had been dealing with since she purchased the home. Understandable. In 2005. But the activity in her home didn't start until November 2006. Danny was executed in October 2006. She told Steve that when she was washing dishes, sometimes it seemed like somebody would knock them out of her hands and back into the water. In her office area, boxes of envelopes and staplers would be thrown across the room. When her and her husband would be sleeping, they both would get a sense that somebody was standing over them, watching them. 
She told Steve that two to three times a week, they would have scratches on their back. What the fuck? She also said that her husband would accuse her of twisting his nipples while he was asleep. <laughs> you telling me the ghost is out here giving purple nipples? <laughs> what a fucking bully. <laughs> oh man, go ahead. I'm fighting the I'm fighting the ghost. <laughs> Fuck. It's oh, all right. You shit. got this. You got this. He would say that it felt like somebody was trying to cut his nipples off. Oh shit. She also said her husband she would have to wake her husband up out of his nightmares. Saying that he would be moaning in his sleep, and when she woke him up, he would tell her that a ghost was chasing him, All and it right. felt like somebody was holding him down. That's mm. Steve did ask, "Why haven't you moved?" To which she replied, "They can't afford it." Mm. The current homeowner also used to run a daycare out of the same home. She told Steve about a certain room in the house that the kids would see ghosts in. The same, the same room had the original curtains from when Danny's family lived there. Cindy and Steve joined together at night to investigate the house and see what they could re- uncover at Danny's childhood home in Shreveport. Once inside, Cindy and Steve can feel a different kind of energy. Cindy says that the energy that they are feeling is not a human spirit. Mm. Mm. I don't. I don't. I don't like that. There's there's a lot more to the investigation. Um, I ended up stopping there. Um. Cause I was heavily invested in this shit, and there's a lot of shit going on. But I will tell you that while they're there, there is so on the inside when they're doing the investigation at night. Mm-hmm. There is a uh, they keep getting the word demon. Okay, demon keeps coming through MVPs. There's uh I mean Steve is asking all types of questions and he's trying to make contact to Danny. Mm-hmm. But it's almost as though Danny spirit can't actually come all the way through and he even says uh he gets on the EVP and says he's hiding and basically he's hiding from Gemini. Damn. And Gemini is a pretty the, much a demon. Yeah. He called him the devil or some shit, right? Yeah. yeah. He referred to him as a devil, but he also named him Jim. He also gave, said his name was Gemini. So. That's fucking crazy. And that brings me to my question was, was he possessed or did he just make these acts? Mm, I mean, what if, what if he was telling the truth? Like how, like I would like to see into the mind of somebody that says that they're possessed. So that I can, like, see, like, what the fuck they're talking about. You know what I mean? Well, it's a real scary thing, like, um, 
you can see different possessions. There's, I mean, people record these type mm-hmm. of things, and you can see like, you can see different possessions that take place, and like the real life aspect of it. Um, yeah, like true. I say all the time, Ghost Adventures, uh, they have been wonderful within their journey of sharing evidence mm-hmm. of what goes on and trying to prove that there, you know, really is this other world that lives around us each and every day. And I'm saying that because they do actually show some footage of mm-hmm. uh, possessions and uh, exorcisms that happen <coughs> or taking place, and they show actual footage, not just reenacted yeah. footage. They show actual footage, and you can see where it's just like, whoa, that's not that person's voice at all. Like, not even a hint of their voice. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy. And I'm not trying to justify anything for anybody. I'm just saying things like this are, are happen. It's just, I don't know. I just want to, like, I don't even know how to explain it. Because, like, what do you do at that point? Like, what do you do if you find out that he is possessed? Like, what the fuck do you do then? Like, how do you... Let's say you find a way to fucking prove it. How how does the court go forward from that? Like, they, they have no choice but to either accept it yeah. or dismiss it like it like it's just some fucking mental disorder and, and i believe it's only happened one time where they actually accepted that the, and they made that movie about it which one um was it the devil made me do it oh okay yeah, i i, I think i remember the yeah. Rain, uh series I remember that. I re- I don't remember the movie, but I remember like I, I remember like a smidge of it. Yeah. And, but basically, they were fighting to prove that mm-hmm. he was possessed at the time of the murder. That's just fucking wild. That's that's just a whole like. I don't even know. Like I don't even think like people. I th- I don't think people believe it because they can't comprehend it. Like well, it is always funny to me when people can't comprehend it because, like, majority of the people they believe, and they believe in something other than you know humans mm-hmm. and animals. You know what I mean? Like, they believe in a higher being, right? So with that being, and then everybody believes you have a spirit. Now your spirit is separate. You know what I'm saying? You got a spirit and soul. Mm-hmm. Those are supposed to be things that are within you that makes you not your actual physical body. You know what I mean? Like, you you know what sucks about believing in this shit? What? When I got that call to go to work, yeah, and like the light, all the lights were off and everything. Like it's a big ass building with long ass hallways. The lights were off and all that shit. And I don't know about you, but I I hate the way like toilets the the sound that they make. Like public toilets, I hate yeah, the way they, like too loud. Yeah, and what sucks is like I had to go find that, and all I could think was like, bro, like I'm gonna open this fucking door, right? And there's just gonna be some fucking like ghost or some demon lady, like dr- getting like drowning herself or drowning something. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, bro, like I fucking I blame you, first of all, because I've been I've been watching I've been watching like little clips of Ghost Adventures. 
It's I good. blame you. It's, no, it's scary. And I and I've seen a fu- I've seen a fucking ghost. It's scary good. It's uh, and another good one if you want to see like real shit. Cause that shit, boy, I'm telling you, watch Paranormal uh, Caught on Camera. Okay. Boy, and see that they'll they they're good because they mess with you, like it won't leave you creeped out totally. But it'll damn sure if you go out somewhere by yourself, you damn sure gonna wanna record everything you do. Cause boy, they be catching like one dude, the last one I was watching, this dude was doing a burn control on his own property. Uh-huh. This dude uploaded the video. Somebody told him, Hey, is that Sasquatch in the background? And he goes back and reviews it and zooms in and he sees like you just see a figure just walking out, like trying to get away mm-hmm. from the smoke, like just walking out of the woods. That's scary. And so it's like they get videos like that where people are just doing the like just minding their own business and boom, all of a sudden there's just something. Oh, they caught a unicorn on camera. This motherfucker here. I promise, bro. I promise you they caught a unicorn on camera, bro. These dudes was just chilling in the back and they just had the camera and they was just recording. They were talking to each other. And the dude zooms in and he was like, is that a unicorn, bro? Uh, I don't know. I would I would have, I mean, even if I did see it, I just, I don't know. It, and that's what I'm saying. It just leaves you, it's just, it's just videos that are just out there. So yeah. it's, just, it's just out there. Like, it's just out there. So you obviously you believe in ghosts and everything and all that shit. Do you believe in skinwalkers? I think so. I, I mean, I have never seen them personally, but yeah, I believe that something like that could exist. Yeah, that's fucking. That's terrifying. <laughs> I don't like that. I don't even want to talk about it. I shouldn't have brought it up. Anyway, um, you always do that. What? Bring up something you don't really want to get into. Beca- you're scared. Okay. First of all, fuck you. Oh, I'm just saying. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to talk about it. I'm just saying, like, it's just, like, one of those things where I just... I think that, like, getting the accounts of from first-handed people uh-huh. who see that shit is, like, so chilling. But it's, like, I also want to know what they are and what they consist of. Like, where they come from. Yeah. Okay. You know? But, like, is there a way to fight them? Is there a way to get rid of them? I feel like you would have to like I I don't I don't think that's like on the internet type shit. I feel like you really have to yeah, search no, for that. Yeah, no, I know, but it's just questions that I have when I do see things like that. That's not that's not I mean, yeah, because they're they're like whenever you come across an account from mm-hmm. a person that is coming across those type of entities, they're like always weird and then it seems like they move in packs or almost uh-huh. and then it's like I don't know. Because they're able to manipulate sound, manipulate mm-hmm. you. That's, that's scary. That is scary. Oh, ugh. And then, like, if... Oh, man, I, was, I just... Like, it's it's terrifying that... Oh, yeah. This, and this shit can, may or may not even exist, but... FYI, all of that put together gave you what the Scream franchise gave well, oh no shit! They gave life to the screen mm-hmm. franchise. And okay. Yeah, like I said, it 
the movie is not as gruesome as the true story. Yeah, that's actually yeah, that that's fucking brutal. Yeah. I the didn't I did didn't is. expect that shit. I expected like him just like break in, you know what I'm saying, probably like stab him or slit their throats and then that's it. Oh, and the thing about the nipple thing uh-huh. was actually in one of his victims he did cut her nipples. That's fucking terrifying. That is so fucking terrifying. Yeah. Especially, it's just, no, nah, I, don't, I don't like that. <laughs> yeah. I don't so, like that at all. There's a lot to unpack there. and I'm We would have been swinging. That's it. I would have been swinging for my <laughs> life, something. But it just, it, I think that proves that, you know, there is another round. Mm-hmm. And... I don't, I, don't, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what to say after that. <laughs> it's just one of those things that it's it's hard to explain, basically. And you don't really want to play with it. Yeah. A lot of people don't want to play with it. And that's why a lot of people refuse to, you know, believe in it because a lot of people don't want to play with that type of thing. Yeah, this is true. I won't even let... That's why, like, I won't even let, like, a Ouija boy in my fucking... I wouldn't even be. I've never even touched a Ouija board. No, I'm good. And, and I never, and I don't intend to because that shit. I don't believe in a lot of shit, but I believe in that shit. Bro, I moved a lot of houses, and I think I've seen a Ouija board in one. That's terrible. I don't know why. Like it, like just like seeing it, can like strike fear or like kind of kind of put somebody in a in a stop. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't like it. I I don't. Fucking you know what my problem is with it. What my biggest problem? Not only do you contact the spirit room, that's all right. But why is it spelled like that? Ouija. O i u g a. <laughs> yeah, O u i j a. Yeah, Ouija. There's no make that makes no <laughs> sense. What the fuck? I'm over here like Ouija. Oh. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like what? Excuse me. You can't but even sound it I, out because it's it's uh, what I think it is is like we in French is O U I, and then G, we G or it's a J, right? Fuck! I already forgot how I spelled it. Hey, listen. <laughs> I know it don't make sense to me. That shit. I'm over it. Or whatever. I don't need it. That's why you shouldn't even buy it. Like it's not even spelled correctly. Ouija. <laughs> like, how would you spell that? How it sounds? W e g e. Ouija. Ouija. Weg. I think you need an I. Wage. Or Ouija. 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 So you would have to put an A. Ouija. We. Mm-hmm. Weege. W-E-G-E-A. Ouija. You do I-E. Ouija. Yeah, we could do a Y-E, yeah? Or I-E. I-E. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. Ouija. 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 <laughs> oh my god, he's speaking French. <laughs> <laughs> you just have 
has to go up to me like, Ouija, Ouija, Wajou. What'd you say? And I just want some cup, a cup of water. Ain't nobody gonna know. You probably just had hired like five <laughs> different languages <laughs> that we don't know nothing about. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> we just have a sentence with nothing but old words that start. <laughs> but it really starts with a wa. Wa. What are you doing? <laughs> Oji. What are you doing? We <laughs> <laughs> just out here creating languages. <laughs> Take that, Google. <laughs> Translate that. Oh, be fucked up. Fuck. You tell Google translate some shit you created, and it gives you a definition <laughs> like, bitch, from another language. You? <laughs> According you thought, to you thought, <laughs> you thought you made some shit up. According to six fifty BC, <laughs> <laughs> this word was used for a donkey. <laughs> Congratulations! You just said I wait. I had it and I lost it. <laughs> He said, I'll donkey you to death. <laughs> I donkeyed you. <laughs> 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 I donkeyed you <laughs> I donkeyed you to death. <laughs> what? You gonna stampede me? You gonna Mufasa me? Is that what you gonna do? No, I kick your ass. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, can you say that shit? I don't like the way you said that. Like, we're gonna stop horsing around. You gonna donkey me to death? <laughs> Fuck no. Well, imagine if somebody, if somebody, imagine you can't speak the language and you accidentally said that. I think they would fear you. <laughs> Papa, what does this mean? <laughs> Don't fuck with him. <laughs> oh, like, I wouldn't even know how to take that if somebody said, I'm going to donk you to death. You, you going to f- do what? You ain't going to touch me. All right. I, I am a boy. You ain't going to touch me. <laughs> You keep your donkey to yourself. <laughs> Fuck wrong with you. You gonna donkey what? <laughs> oh, fuck. That was good. That was funny. I hope y'all enjoyed that as much as we did. Oh, man. Or you know what? If you have a better meaning to donkey to death, you should email us. Oh, fuck. Tell us. What you think? What do you think? I would donkey you. I would donkey you to death. <laughs> Sound like a foreign NBA player <laughs> trying to say, I'm going to dunk on you. I'm going to donkey you. <laughs> I'm going to donkey you to death. <laughs> what did he say? I don't know, but I ain't guarding him no more. <laughs> Take me to fuck out. <laughs> we just going to forfeit. He just gave us a threat that we don't know about. <laughs> Because this is a court and he says something about donkeys. Everybody in the arena gonna go on. Hey, Google, what does donkey <laughs> death mean? 
Bro, this fucking ice cream man has been here for a fucking minute. <laughs> that means if you're on your grind right now, stay persistent with it. Hell yeah. I, you know, I thought about buying an ice cream truck. I hope they don't ban us because this is not our music and we not playing it. They forced it on us. Well, and I feel like this is a, that's a free fucking sample song. That doesn't sound like no fucking like. I don't know who, I'm not in the ice cream business. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know how that works. I don't know how they all get to play the same shit. Or so, do you just get a speaker and say, play ice cream music? Or like, get where on did Pan- they get that from? I'll get, or get on Pandora and type ice cream station. Wow. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying. Does that work? Ice cream station? Yeah, you want me to show you? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just surprised that it works. Uh, I believed your face when you said you want me to show you. Yeah. <laughs> Let me find out you eat that. You, See, look. You eat your ice cream to the ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> or do you play it on your way to Baskin Robbins? So be like, hey, Siri. Ice, ice, baby. No, not you. That is your Siri. I know, but I didn't realize I was going to do that. I mean, I realized I was- <laughs> I realized I was going to do it, but I didn't think it was going to, like, go off. <coughs> Jesus. He got, I'm sorry. He got donkey kicked in the chest. There's <laughs> <laughs> donkeys Edit. everywhere. <laughs> Edit. <laughs> All right. Edit again. Just stop saying edit. <laughs> you don't like get to say it. Stop it. You don't say it and then fix it. You say it and then do control it. Control all E. <laughs> he said control all E. What the fuck is all E? Edit. <laughs> control all edit. All right. Sure. Whatever you say, but That can be a shirt. Control all edit. Yeah. Sounds cool. Control all edit. I think that's I think that's like the shortcut key to edit. I think. Hey, tell us when the kicks need something, Mike. <laughs> <sighs> Sometimes you gotta you gotta be you gotta you gotta be like Boosie. So if y'all could edit some shit for us, holla at us. Well, yeah, don't yell at us, but tell us. Wow, I, I literally meant like writers or something. I oh, know, I know, I know. Don't hit me with no voice note. <laughs> <laughs> Delete. <laughs> what if they're blind? Like, <laughs> why would they? Why would they not be able to? What? I feel like, what if somebody was blind? They sent us a voice note. You know, you don't make your case no better. Seeing that everything nowadays is touchscreen. How is she gonna see the screen? How are they gonna get to the podcast? They can open it. They can if they have a if they have an iPhone. <laughs> mm. If they have an iPhone, mm-hmm. they can have Siri open their phone mm-hmm. and send a message. Can, and send a message. Do everything. Exactly. So you can send a message. She's going to type it and send it. Mm. You do what you can. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
Whoa, fuck. Why do you ask me shit like this? Make me seem like the asshole. How am I? It was a it was a general general question. I was almost said generous, and that was not generous. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, mm, I think we should edit this part out. <laughs> I knew it was coming. I was like, "Damn, I wonder how long he's gonna keep. I wonder how long he's gonna keep going." <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you see, you weren't taking it too far, you asshole. Anyway, hopefully you enjoyed the tale. I did. Pull out the number two kicks on the list. Mm-hmm. I had to pull out these turtle doves. I've been serving up two pairs of it all, so this is true. So I was like, when she when she said two grab two pairs, I was like, all right, fuck it. I hit them with two pairs of everything I got. Oh shit! But for the number one, mm-hmm. it's only gonna be one. So it is your number one shoe. I wouldn't say that it's my number one shoe. I just don't have any other shoe in that area. Okay. That so it's number one in its field. Yeah. Okay. Okay. See, we we should be a, we should do it like that too. Like it, this is this is the number one. Like this is like the number one retro. This is the number one Yeezy or whatever. Yeah, I could, eyes. I could, I well, I mean, yeah, I could do like <coughs> the number one ones for mm-hmm. me, you know me, or the number <coughs> one two yeah. or something like that. But I can't do like the number one shoe over overall, all, yeah, because like, everybody has their own personal yeah taste. But for me, like I like all this, I like them all. I get them in my size so they fit. So well, well, yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm just saying because like. Is just if it's comfortable, that's what I'm mm-hmm. rocking. You know what I mean? Like I'm ain't gonna be up here hurting. True. Damn, I'm excited. I wonder what the first ones are gonna be. <clears throat> well, tune in and we shall see. Oh, that's good. That's good. I like the way you did that. Damn. And I also put out a, a phone case. If you check it out on the YouTube video, you'll see the phone case. It got rare taste all over it. Um, I got the black one out. I had the black one out. Got the rare taste all over it. Got the logo on it, you know. Well, not the actual logo logo, but, you know, the rare taste logo. So, Is it? It's good, thick, durable. Oh, shit. Not none of that Fugazi-ass shit. Hell, yeah. <clears throat> So, fuck. I'm, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to get one. And um, go to the website. Make sure you tap in on the website. It's a rare taste for L, the number four L, the letter. Dot com. Check it out. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I'm gonna have to. Yeah, I'm definitely. I mean, cause I'm due for a new phone case too. I'm definitely gonna have to cop that. Yeah, for sure. And then, um, what else we got going on? Oh, yeah, the TikTok. Make sure you follow us on there to stay up to date. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Make sure you follow us on um, Instagram. We also be posting pictures on there, videos on there. Um, and the YouTube, the YouTube videos. We, uh, like we said last time, we make the YouTube videos so that way you can see 
the shoes, mm-hmm. you know, see the kicks. Um, it's not full length yet. Um, we're working on that, but, you know, it's just take time, trial and error. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> we're giving you what we can, and we'll continue to do so. So hopefully y'all go check out some more of those videos, and y'all can see what we talking about, see the kicks that we talking about. Yeah. Instead of just getting a description. You can, you can actually see them. You can actually see them. <clears throat> and I feel like at some point we will we will be uploading like full videos, but I think we're just we're taking we're taking our time with yeah. that. I we mean, we're really it. trying to build a fan base and get more people involved into what we what we're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, you're trying to I guess you could say trying to build a different type of community that's sneakerhead based and true kind based. You know, mm-hmm. bringing those two together. Or even like one of the others, like like maybe the sneakerheads come. And they only listen for the for the shoe, but then they get trapped in the tail. But then when the people who came for the tail, they end up getting enticed by the shoes. So yeah. then now they're a little bit knowledgeable as well. Yeah, and then both worlds can see why <laughs> the sneaker world is so important, and sneaker world can see why true and crime is. Mm-hmm. Because I like, yeah. Oh, and another thing about the case. Um, it was crazy to me that he was only 75 yards away from where he was killing his victims. Damn, yeah, that is kind of... So that shit was fucked up. That that fucking... That, that's annoying because, like, you never know what's going on next to you in the next house or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then he would go in there strategically doing that shit. So it was just, just like, God damn. Yeah, that shit there. That's that's what got me. I was just like, what the fuck? But he was eventually caught and justice was served. Mm-hmm. At least this this killer didn't uh, suicide himself. Yeah. I know how much you hate when the killers do that. Yeah, this time the state killed him. Mm-hmm. Got what he deserved. Yeah, not much to say about that shit. Not much to say. But (laughs) this has come to the conclusion of this episode. Thank you for rocking with us. Thank you for tuning in. Please be sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. Follow Rare Taste also on Facebook, TikTok, Instagram. Twitter. And Twitter. Also, remember, tap in with us on the YouTube so you can see some of the videos that we have. We have quite a bit now. Mm-hmm. We do have a quite a bit videos uploaded. And hopefully you can go over and check them out. Give us some more views. It'd be nice. You, know, e- you can and- comment. Let us know what you think. Yeah. Um, you can always email us, too. Like I said, we do the videos so y'all can see the shoes we talking about and uh we do actually do a little bit different on YouTube. We um we don't say everything that's on the podcast. We know it's not mm-hmm. a repeat. Um, so it's just another little mini show, kind of, and uh, give you a little taste of what the podcast is gonna be like. But we, like we said, we just want to show you the pops and the kicks, so that way, that way you can actually see what we're talking about. 
and not just sitting there imagining it, trying to imagine mm-hmm. it, you know. Because I know sometimes people don't know everything about the shoes. They be like, what the fuck are they talking about? Yeah. <laughs> and then when you tune in, when you, and then like, just just go look at the video. <laughs> just go look at the video. I almost feel like you should watch the video before you listen to the podcast. I feel like I feel like you should. Like you should go watch the video before you listen to the podcast. Because we're just going to send you back to the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> Uno reverse. <laughs> but um, I am Sir Mac. And I am Kush. Peace. Goodbye. <laughs>